Today's world requires us to take a much more proactive approach to what's going on. And if we just sit back, we could get passed by. Welcome to Mitten Money, delivering insights from Michigan-based business leaders, big and small. William Zank, host of Mitten Money at TriStar Trust, loves nothing more than creating this masterclass so that you can get insight to guide your leadership journey in just under 30 minutes. Subscribe today and connect with William at mittenmoney.com. What's going on, everyone? You're listening to another episode of Mid Money. I am so happy and excited to bring you yet another high-powered episode. Just as a forewarning, it will be impossible not to come away with some cool nuggets of information. With that being said, I'm happy to invite on Wendy Grohl and Dan Hanley on the pod. Both come from Dale Carnegie, Wendy, a vice president and certified master trainer, while Dan is a regional president. For those who may not know, Dale Carnegie is known globally for the professional development that they're able to offer to companies and individuals alike. I'm a proud graduate of one of the classes and couldn't be happier with my own experiences with the company. So welcome, Wendy and Dan, to Mint Money. So Wendy and Dan, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. If you both don't mind, could you give the listeners a brief background on how you both got to Dale Carnegie? Absolutely. And William, thank you for having us. I previously was managing an organization and I went from being a peer to suddenly being in a leadership management role. And I needed the skills that were going to be necessary to be able to coach our employees and also be able to sell ideas, implement change and lead change. And it was suggested, hey, try out the Dale Carnegie course. And it was the absolute fit that I needed. Yeah. In my case, William, I grew up in this business. My family's been in this work for over 55 years. And the experience of growing up in it, and then after I got out of college, once I graduated from college, I came home and found out that my father was sick. And I went to work with him right out of college and just had an amazing experience. I spent 10 months working with him before he passed away when I was 23. As a Dale Carnegie graduate, I took Dale Carnegie when I was in college. And I just saw an opportunity to learn so much from a man I respected so much. And that just opened my eyes to the difference making that Dale Carnegie as an organization was making beyond just my role as a participant. Fast forward, I've spent 34 years in this work. And it's been fascinating watching people's careers grow and making an impact. I love what we do. It's a lot of work. The purpose around what we do of improving business performance and quality of life for others means everything to us. 100% couldn't agree more. And then also running a fun, upbeat class, I can imagine, also makes it fun tap dancing to work. And so I'm sure to many, when they hear Dale Carnegie, they probably think of the best-selling book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And so are people generally surprised to learn about the training and how accessible it is to people? And then in your opinion, how do most people find out about these training courses? From the experience I've had with clients, it's yes, right away, they're familiar with the book. Many of them have often already read it. And so the bulk of the opportunities we've had have been from following through on our promises. And so our clients are leaving with successful experiences. In addition to that, community involvement, where we've had opportunities to partner with organizations and get out there and meet people. We're fortunate too, William. We've had 9 million people go through Dale Carnegie training. And one of our graduates is Warren Buffett, who in your industry, I know you know Warren. He's probably been one of our greatest champions. If you go on YouTube, you'll see Warren 
consistently talks about his Dale Carnegie experience. He made the comment it was the best investment he made in his life. Why I bring that up is just we have to really be transformational in our experiences, help people really become the best version of themselves, help them transform, in essence, the potential they have within them into what they want it to be. And Warren Buffett was an example of that. And it's our graduates really are many times the people who are speaking about their experience and involving others in their companies, as well as even people they know, their business colleagues. Sure, that can make a lot of sense. And to touch on your guys' point as well, I mean, that's exactly how I heard about the local courses. I heard about the book in college, read the book in college, heard from exactly what you mentioned, Dan, about Warren Buffett's experience. And so it's definitely something that was always on my radar. But then when I had the opportunity to actually go and immerse myself in the class and later be a happy graduate of the course, then I couldn't be more than happy enough to spread the good word about the course itself. And so something that really amazed me when I was taking the course is really the backgrounds of each person who was there from the experience level to the industry that they came from. And so why do you think the training is so applicable to so many people out there? The consistent theme of having a commitment to excellence. It doesn't matter what your opportunity is in your organization or role that you're playing. We all have to have a commitment to growth. The last few years have really shown us that in an industry or within our community, we're being asked to do more with less. And so our ability to create engagement, our ability to embrace change, our ability to create opportunity is critical for the lifeblood of our organizations, but also for our continuing growth as professionals. I'd just add that in today's world, the technical piece is so vital to success in any organization and any individual skill set in terms of being able to interact with technology. But the real human element is the separator in most organizations and in most individuals. And I can't think of a more important skill set that impacts the quality of our life and the quality of our work than how we communicate and deal with people. It is a lifelong skill that we're all continually working to master. There's no finish line to this. But recognition of that is so valuable. And as technology and as AI and all the other things that are chat GPT move in into that space, what won't change is the empathy of people interacting with each other. The ability to listen and see your point of view, William, and frame communication around your needs. That social intelligence, that emotional intelligence that is so valuable and more necessary, I believe, right now than ever. That's why it's so applicable to so many different individuals, because no matter what we're doing, we're typically not alone. If we're doing it well, we're interacting with other people. Sure, I could definitely see that. And I know going into the class, one of the fears that I could imagine a lot of people are having is public speaking. It is definitely a top fear amidst many people, which don't get me wrong, it's definitely something that a lot of people have had to tackle. I've definitely had that fear in the past. And so one thing I thought was really interesting, so Wendy, when I was taking your class, was just really how upbeat, how friendly, how interactive everyone was with each other. And so what are some of those purposeful steps that you guys take to really help break down some of those possible barriers and create that really good collaborative learning environment. And then within that too, for people who are three, six and nine and 12 months, actually shoot, how long would I be? Wow. It's almost been a year since I graduated at this point. And so, yeah, I could definitely touch upon why I think the training is effective. Why do you think the training is long lasting and impactful and still effective many years from when a person could take and graduate from the course? It all has to do with relevance. The moniker that public speaking is what Dale Carnegie is all about. 
right away we let people know it's not about public speaking. It's about our ability to connect, our ability to establish some credibility, our ability to be persuasive and move people to action. And so what we work on while we're with individuals and groups is their ability to coach us, their ability to influence us through their own experiences and to look at it as almost like you're participating in a meeting where you're selling an idea. And from that, as one, the confidence is building there. Secondly, we're having an opportunity to learn from each other's experiences and start to recognize, wow, William used this tool right here. Dan used that same tool right here. I hadn't even considered that could be another opportunity. And that's where the energy comes from. Suddenly people are learning from each other, bouncing ideas off, and it becomes even more interactive. And you're right too, Wendy, tie into your comment as well, William, that we have to establish the right atmosphere in that room. That's vital. We have to create a positive atmosphere because we believe adults are going to stretch the most when that's happening. But we also know that we have to push the comfort zone because growth and comfort can't coexist. We have to be willing to try something that's going to test our limits more and start discovering what we're capable of. That's the exciting part is that journey of discovering you know, how I build trust, how I strengthen relationships, how I gain cooperation from others, and even how I lead. No, it's definitely been really impactful for myself. And I think it's really important. Obviously, I'm preaching the choir when I say this to both of you, Wendy and Dan, but whether people think they're in a sales role or not, everyone is, whether they're meaning to or not meaning to actively, whether you're selling people on your ideas at work, whether you're selling people on yourself, people are always actively taking a role within that. And so it's definitely a skill set, whether you think you're in sales or not, everyone is in one way or another every day. And so it's just one of the really... I'm not sure if there's like an aha moment or something that came around with that. But once you start to go think about there, like, wow, it's really impactful. You'll have that learning, be able to go have that collaboration in a nice type of environment too. Yeah. If I made just a quick component of that is if you look at your calendar throughout the day, how much of your time is spent trying to convince people to do some things, whether it's our peers, our boss, our coworkers, our customer, or even our family at times. So that ability to sell yourself and your ideas and operate from the other person's needs is a very vital skill set, William, that you hit on. And it's certainly what we work effectively at doing is having the ability to do that in ways that will create action and make a difference. Of course, without a doubt. And so in today's technology-driven world, I know both of you guys already touched upon this a little bit. It's really easy for people to have access to education from anywhere. And so how do you think about designing and structuring your training to really stand out and to continue to get people back in the classroom and physically in person? We actually do a great deal of live online training as well. And we are providing two different formats. Whether you're doing live online or the face-to-face training, you'll find, and it's through your own experience, William, highly interactive. It's not where we're going to have somebody stand and lecture and people are taking notes. People are getting involved right from the beginning of each session. And from that, doing different discussions, exercises, activities that apply to tools to be more successful. And adding to that, then very results-oriented. From your experience, every participant will leave every single week with a specific action plan. Not being told by Dan, myself, or any of our other trainers But instead, looking at based on the tools we covered today, how can those tools help me meet my objectives more successfully, easier, more intentionally? And then they just go through their normal day approaching people in situations with the tools 
They come back, register results. We add another piece. So the engagement is really a critical piece. To add to the support, Wendy's so spot on. I mean, we have to open the mind of the participant. We have to help them see that there's a need for some kind of change to take place. And hopefully they can recognize their capability of making that change. And then provide some principles and concepts that are going to make sense and are very practical. But there's the knowing doing gap that happens. <laughs> We've got to make sure that this is way beyond just gaining more knowledge. The real hard part is coaching people and helping them see what they're capable of. And when they go out into the workplace or at home where they're applying these skills and they're realizing, you know what, that just worked. It's a better approach. And as a result of that, it starts transitioning into a skill. And that just opens my mind as to what else could I tackle that I didn't think I could do. Sure, that definitely makes sense. And in your guys' opinion, why do you think it's so crucial for people to continue to get education throughout their own career? One of the quotes I've often used in the training is that no matter what got us to where we're at today is not sufficient to keep us there. If we're not finding ways to get better, the people around us are, our competitors are. And so one, how can we rise to the challenge? I once heard Dan use this analogy and it's really stayed with me. If you think of your career like a bicycle, you have your back tire, which is going to be your industry knowledge, your technical knowledge, knowledge and experiences you need to have to get in the door. Your front tire, though, that's going to be your people skills, communication, ability to build trust, rebuild trust, to get cooperation and collaboration, our ability to lead and influence, our ability to get out of our own way and take on some risk in terms of expanding our comfort zone. And then in addition, handling stress, handling challenges and barriers that can come up. If one of those tires is losing air, we're clearly going to have a problem. The front tire though, those are the things that we lead with. Back tire can get us into an opportunity, but that front tire is what keeps us there and continues to create more opportunities. So when we partner with individuals and organizations on that front tire, that's where they're getting those successes. They're continuing to build and develop as professionals. And referencing back to what Dan just mentioned, as that mind opens up and those successes grow, confidence grows and it just continues to evolve. The only thing that should go with the flow is a dead fish, it was once said. Meaning that today's world requires us to take a much more proactive approach to what's going on. And if we just sit back, we could get passed by and the opportunities and the fun. So that growth mindset is what we're looking to really challenge ourselves to all to embrace that this is a journey. There's no finish line to this because the journey is discovering, peeling the onion and what we're capable of and what's next. And we know that the more growth that we see ourselves experiencing, the much more likely we're going to bring that energy and commitment to our families, our, our culture at work, and supporting that culture, our clients, our community, and living the purpose of the organization we're part of, because the organization is not standing still. So we have to make sure that we're always improving as an individual, bringing that to my team, and that team's bringing it then to my organization. It's a constant movement that must happen typically for a person to stay highly engaged and really have fun. Growth is fun. It's not always. Parts of it can be tough. But the fun part is when we start seeing, wow, I did something I just didn't believe I could do, or I'm doing it better than I thought I could. 
Sure, that definitely makes sense. I appreciate you touching on that. And then as well, the analogy that you used, Wendy, was also very illustrative. So I appreciate that. And so now switching over to the lightning round of questions that I ask all of our guests. And so Wendy and Dan, what would you say is your most important daily habit? Every single day. It starts when I start brushing my teeth. Soon as I finish, I verbally go through creating a success mindset for myself for the day. And when I say verbally, I go through what I have going on and I'm telling it just to myself in the mirror, but I tell myself what's going on, what I'm going to make happen and why I have the ability to make it happen. Amazing how it just starts your day with that positive energy that I've got this. I'm going to go out and make some big things happen. The quiet time for me is the first thing in the morning forever. I've always been the first riser in my house and my kids or my wife. That's always been a magical time for me when I first get up because it's my time to really think through and prioritize where will I be moving the ball today. I document it every day, and it is really vital to me, that appointment with myself, in essence, first thing in the morning, to really align my priorities and my actions for the day, and then looking at the next morning, what did I not accomplish yesterday that got to carry through? Ultimately, what I got to make happen today and how do I also make time for future activities that are crucial, like planning. I love the morning, fresh cup of coffee with time to plan. It just puts a smile on my face to have it down. Couldn't agree enough. And so what would you say is your favorite TV or streaming show you're currently watching or have recently? I don't watch much TV. So this is a little bit difficult for me. I do love The Office. I think that show is hilarious, and I would even watch the same episode a few times in a row. Another show, though, my husband and I enjoy watching every night that we're both home. We love Jeopardy, and we play against each other. Even at one point, we were not in the same location, and so we called each other and watched Jeopardy together for the 30 minutes. Those are probably the two shows I watch most often. The show that I have consistently enjoyed for years is Blue Bloods. Oh, yeah, that is good. Maybe it's my values. It really goes back to I align with the values the show reinforces about integrity and loyalty and, family. and the spirit of family. There is a message I find in every one of those episodes that I take away or it reinforces. And there's not enough of that, I think, of reinforcing really the core values that many times we stand for. The second one that I absolutely love, I love Ted Lasso too. Oh, I should have said that. And Ted Lasso was just a great example of both fun and there was a real message to it, though. A real message to it. So I'm like, Wendy, I don't get a chance to watch a lot, but I, I like to walk away from that feeling or thinking differently because Same. of watching my, and spending that kind of time. Couldn't agree enough. I know that season three for Ted Lasso is shortly coming up. And I could also say that one interesting commonality between a lot of mint money guests is Ted Lasso. So Interesting that you mentioned that, definitely in some good company. And so if either of you could be remembered for just one thing, what would it be? I would like to be remembered as a confident and purposeful role model for my daughter. The end of the day, biggest accomplishment that I could have. You know, it really goes down to three things, if I could expand it, Wayne. First and foremost, to be known as someone with high integrity and that I earned trust and made an impact. And I believe those three things come together, it'll have been time well spent. Sure. I can definitely see that. For those who want to learn more about either of you two or Dale Carnegie, what are some good resources for the listeners out there? Contact us. You can reach our office at 989-799-7760. 
Dan is dan.handley at dalecarnegie.com. I'm wendy.grohl at dalecarnegie.com and also our website, dalecarnegie.com. And with that, just opportunities where we just like to sit down, find out what's going on and what we can do to help support your success. Yeah, it really does come down to what do you want Dale Carnegie to do for you? Is it to build a better you, build a better team, or even build a better business? And the ability to look at some of those options, websites are really good resource. There, there are also some free white papers on there that really get you thinking around employee engagement and in a whole variety of workplace subjects today. The website would be a great resource for people to be able to download some of that as well. But in addition to that, yes, we as a team are committed to listening and determining what's the best path for you. So we'd be honored if you reached out to it. Well, that sounds great. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Dan. And thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Mid Money. Please don't forget to follow our podcast so you don't miss when new episodes drop. Thanks, guys. Thank you, William. Thanks, William. You've been listening to Mitten Money, sponsored by TriStar Trust. Subscribe to the podcast and learn more about how William and the TriStar Trust team can guide your small business at TriStarTrust.com.